Welcome to Ashes with Ash, a storytelling podcast from your tobacconist community, bringing you stories of life behind the cigar. Join me on this adventure to find the coolest cigar lounges, smoke some lovely cigars, and seek out the most incredible stories from our cigar lounge friends, owners, and customers. Let's tap into these untold stories with a little smoke and ash. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 12. Today we have actor, writer, voiceover artist, and fellow podcaster Catherine here to share some hilarious, delightful, and crazy stories. Full disclosure, we don't really talk a whole lot about cigars in this one, just a million other topics. I hope y'all enjoy. Lord. So, welcome. Can you tell us about yourself? Where you're from? Oh. You live in Brooklyn now, right? Yes. Cool. I'm originally, by the way, happy New York anniversary to Thank you. Thank you. Two years. You know. I say that as awesome. a native New Yorker born and raised in the Bronx. And wow. I love meeting people who choose to move here. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it weird to hear that people want to move here, you think? <laughs> Not at all, but I, I love the experience of um, – it's rare meeting a native New Yorker these days, to be honest. Right. Um, but I do love hearing people's stories about why they chose to come out here because it's a really intense city for sure. Oh gosh, so I'm yeah. from here, born and raised uh, from the Bronx, and then I went to college in Minnesota, as you do. I loved <laughs> it. And then I immediately moved back home and moved to Brooklyn, and I've been here ever since. And um, I love New York. I love Minnesota. I love all the states, but this is my home. So yeah. that's why I'm here. That's so cool. So I yeah. saw you're an actor, writer, podcaster, voiceover artist. You're doing all the things. What do you yeah, do I mean, the most? Oof, that's a great question. Well, pre-pandemic, yeah, oh, <laughs> I was man. doing podcasting. I know. Podcasting and like commercial work and voiceover and stuff like that and acting and writing and performing in theater. I'm with the theater company, uh, oh, the New cool. York Neo-Futurists. And we write our own plays. We actually have a show tonight. The first, oh. I mean, this is definitely going to be coming out after the show. So this is not a promo, but yeah. I'm nervous. It's the first in-person indoor show I've done in 539 days. Wow. But who's counting? Right? Oh, my God. So, That's so exciting. It is. I'm nervous, but it is it is what it is. But it's also yeah. invite only and everyone had to get tested and everyone's going to be wearing masks and it's oh, a very perfect. limited audience. But um, the thing is, uh, yeah, so what do I do most? So that's what I used to do most. But now it's mostly podcasting because I also do a podcast production company. Right. And during pandemic, everyone wanted to podcast. So right. I worked from home before it was cool, but I still <laughs> miss um, the performing stuff. That's my passion. That's my oxygen. So Wow, that's yeah. amazing. But right now you can find me in my apartment uh, just hanging. Sweet. <laughs> that sounds great. That's what I do all yeah. day long. <laughs> I so, think most people are doing that if they can. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm getting comfortable with it now. Yeah. I don't even really care to go out and go places yet. <laughs> can I ask you a really, I mean, I don't want to be interviewing you, but um, okay. you moved to New York right before pandemic. I did. What was that like? It was crazy. So, I mean, was that wild? Yeah. Like, I still haven't made like a whole lot of friends or anything because it's been, I've, we've been locked up for so long. So I've never really like met a lot of people. And my first few months here, I would just, I would go out like every week to comedy clubs. I love comedy clubs and improv shows. So I got to do a lot and get 
through the city quite a bit before the pandemic, but then the pandemic hit and I was working. Yeah. Um, I was, I work at an animal shelter, so we were essential. So I was still working every day. Yeah. We would like take turns being an remote. Shelter? Yeah. I sure do. I saw I saw on your Instagram you have an amazing shirt. It's like the dare, as in the dare to keep kids off drug shirt. But yes. it said it says stands for dogs are what is it stand dogs for? Dogs are really dogs everything. are real. <laughs> really yeah, everything. I want that yes. shirt. But also it's reminded so me when I was a kid I had two dare shirts and I it's the one thing, the one thing I wish I'd kept. Do you know when you have those shirts where it's like the vintage, but like this was real. I earned it because I used to race in the Dare to Keep Kids Off Drugs a mini marathon every year wow. in the Bronx. And I came in second place one year, which is a big deal because like, wow. And uh, and then I started chain smoking and it was all downhill from there. But anyway, <laughs> so um, I do have the original two Dare shirts. Wow. Because I was like, yeah, no to drugs and all that stuff. And then I was like, this is bullshit. Can I finish, yeah. by the way? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I saw that you had that, and that's that's the next best thing to the original Dare shirt. So yes, that's cool. It, I know. I, I can't remember where I found it, but I was like, this is perfect. It's a little too small, but I don't even care. <laughs> it's the best shirt. All right. No hold on. Thing. You have to tell the story of why you jumped in the East River. <laughs> <laughs> that is so – I've thought about that. I was like, what if my dog jumped in the East River? I would have to jump in. Okay. okay. It's it. very funny you should mention that because I'm currently uh, dog sitting. I know oh. this is an audio thing, but um, here, here's my little buddy. I'm showing Ash this dog. I'm dog oh, sitting. And the wow. reason I'm dog sitting this dog is because of the other dog I was dog sitting when I had to jump in the East River. Now, for those <laughs> listening at home, um, the East River, it's not necessarily a super fun site, but it's very, very dirty. Uh, it's dangerous. <laughs> There's needles and condoms and Coke bags in the area that I was in. Like, it's just a swamp. They yeah. throw dead bodies in there. Like, that's legit. So it's not recommended you go in ever. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of currents and riptides. So it's actually dangerous. You can get washed out Jeez. to the ocean, which is why I know. So I didn't swim in the East River by choice. Uh, so I was dog sitting this other dog down the street. A lot of my neighbors going away, and I'm a big dog person. And they're like, Catherine yeah. will watch the dog. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it's a adorable little puppy who loves to swim. They have a pool in the backyard. It's such a cutie pie. But, you know, fearless as puppies are. And yeah. we were uh, at the Brooklyn Bridge Park, and there's like a little beach area. I'm using air quotes because it's not a beach. But, like, right. it goes out from shallow to, like, real deep real quick. Uh, right next to these piers and oil tankers, and it's disgusting. And uh, our, our leashes got tangled, and one of the dog owners was like, they were sort of playing, but like it was still on the leash, and it got like loose for a second. Still, the leash is still on it, and it ran directly into the East River to chase Ew. some ducks. <laughs> uh huh. And I'm looking, and I was like, well, here we go. This is not how I wanted my morning to be. It was 7 30 in the morning. I just took my shoes off. And I threw my bag down. And I was like, no one steal my shit. And I just jumped in. Oh, my God. And uh, there was a – yeah. And this dog is a faster swimmer than me. And there was a little bit yeah. of a current. And the ducks were going hightailing it into the middle of the East River. So for five minutes, I'm chasing after her <laughs> swimming. And she's like, this is a fun game. You know how dogs are, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and it was gross. And I didn't step. Like, I was, I was in the shallow end at first. I just went – head on because you do not step on that because you will Ooh. get a nail or tetanus or cholera or whatever hand. diseases or a needle, a hand, <laughs> yeah. a hand. 
Nobody wants a hand on their foot at five, six, sorry, seven thirty in the morning, unless you're asking it's a partner of yours. Um, right. So anyway, so I'm, I'm all, you know, up in there, I'm, I'm keeping my head above water. And uh, finally the ducks flew away and I grabbed and she turned around. She's like, wasn't that fun? I was like, I fucking, I'm going to kill you. You adorable, beautiful <laughs> puppy. So I drag her, I like tugboat her right back in. Of course, there's a crowd forming. It, it went on Twitter. People were like saying to me down the street, like, you're that lady. I saw the tweet. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, and so God. then I, I I was like a mess. So to collect myself, I went to the local dog park just to sit. And everyone's like, you're that woman. And I'm like, uh-huh. Thanks for the help, <laughs> assholes. You know. And then this guy comes up and he goes, hey, um, are you, I hear that this isn't even your dog. Like, you know, rumor has it, this is a, you're a dog sitter. And I'm like, no, no, this is my friend's dog. I don't do it professionally. And he's like, well, um, this is Lola here and, you know, would you be able to watch her next week or whatever? Oh and I was like, gosh. okay. So now I'm watching Lola. Oh, so I got a job out so of it funny. and some PTSD. It was real fun. Um, but <laughs> the dog, the dog's oh fine. God. And I, I did not catch anything and, um, good. yeah, I didn't step on any nails or drink any of the water and okay, I'm radioactive. So oh, that's my, my origin story. <laughs> that is so crazy. Okay. So I was wondering, so you're on like a kind of beach thing. I was like, how would you get out? <laughs> yes. I was afraid that you like jumped over like a barrier. No, I would I have like, though. How did you get I would out? Have. I know. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. It's insane. But I knew not to walk out because you right. will, you will step Ew. on a hand. Oh, it's so gross. Well, you're so a that's dog that. that's hero. That kind of story. <laughs> Hey, listen, not all heroes wear capes. Okay? Yeah, right. Ugh, the listeners, God, at, listeners at home can't see that I'm actually wearing a cape that says dog hero and Ashley's it very does. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that would go perfect with my dare shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. You made me laugh so hard my headphones came off. Oh Hold for headphones. Okay. Oh, there you are. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Oh, man. See, yeah, that'd be the perfect outfit. That's the look. That's the next summer look. Hot girl summer. Yeah. Hot, hot dog saving hot, girl summer. Hot dog summer. Mm. Ooh. I'm into that. Okay. <laughs> That's new hashtag. Okay. Hot dog summer. I like it. I like hot it. Hot dog summer. <gasps> wow. I really like that. Okay. Excellent. Yes. Anyway, yeah. So that's that story. So now I'm watching uh, Lola, and um, that's so cool. I guess I have a new career. <laughs> <laughs> Changing careers. <laughs> you can come work with What's me like? now. I know. What's so funny is I don't even know uh, the owner's last name. I only know the husband's first name. Like they're on my phone as Lola. Like that's how much I don't (laughs) even know them. And they trust me with their dog. And the reason I finally found out their last name is because it's on her collar. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) No idea. I'm like, you don't even know me. They know that you would jump into the East River to save a dog. So I think that's literally all they knew about me. Trust you. I would trust you with my dog, too. <laughs> Aw, shucks. Do you have a dog? Oh, man. I do. I have a little lab mix. No, He's sitting sweet. there staring at me. He's 11 years nice. old. Nice. Yeah. Aw. He's getting old. I used to have a dog. Yeah, I used to have a dog. He, he had to pass when he was 12 and a half because he oh, got real no. sick. Oh, yeah, he I'm got so a cold. Sorry. And I was like, put him down. <laughs> no, he was <laughs> going for it. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a cough? Come on. We're going to the vet. Get Say over bye. it. <laughs> yeah. Walk it off. <laughs> Walk it no, off. dogs are the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. All right. So tell yeah. us about your podcast. Do you have two podcasts or is it just the yes. one? Yes. 
Okay, yes. Cool. So um, the ones that I I used to co-host uh, what's called the Struggle Bus. It's an advice show with my dear Love friend that. Sally Tamarkin. Yeah, it's so good. It's still up. Uh, we did it for six amazing years, but last oh. year got really intense with a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, um, so we decided yeah. to end it, you know, just it was it was a loving project and it was it had such a great run, but all the episodes are up and they're, they're incredible. I really vouch by it, but tell the bartender yeah. is my first original one, which I still do not on the regular. I do it like once a month ish at this point, oh, but cool. it's about eight years old now. It's my first wow. little baby pet project. Yeah. So that's if amazing. you go back. Yeah. So that's, that was when I just was bored and I was like, what's this podcasting? So yeah. um, I'm self-taught. I just Googled some shit and, uh, Started doing it. So the first few episodes and wow. seasons, not the best quality, but, oh, yeah. uh, you know, good content. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by well, all the content. So cool. So you got into it before all of the rest of the world did. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it was right when it was taking okay. off. And the reason I got really into it is because it was, it's very inexpensive to do, believe it or not, you know, and especially right. if you do yeah. your own editing, right? And that's why everyone has wow. a podcast. It's a wonderful medium. Unfortunately, it's changing so much now that everyone wants to monetize that all of us little indie people are getting kind of pushed out by like, and I'm getting so many, so much interest in like networks and this and that and advertisements. And yeah. which is great, but like, it's just for me fun. Exactly. And I've turned yeah. down, yeah, I've turned down a lot of really awesome lucrative offers. Cause I just, I, I want to just do it when I want to. And I love doing right. it. And also it's extremely, tell the bartender specifically, it's extremely highly produced because I, I'm so meticulous with it. It takes yeah. about 10 hours per episode at least to produce it. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So then I started a podcast production company, uh, the podcast shop. And so I have all these amazing clients. And so it's, I spend all day editing and recording and doing all that. So when it comes time to sit down and do my thing, I'm like, I'm tired. You know? So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, just, I like have to set apart an entire day just for like one episode. So, um, wow. yeah, but I, I love it. I think it's such a beautiful way. I think everyone should, uh, you know, get a podcast and I want people to stop shitting on people like everyone is a podcast. Yeah. You know what? It's the next new thing and it's awesome. Yeah. It's like your own TV show and it's not that expensive to do. And it's a great way to get new voices out there that don't have their mommy and daddy's money or like, yes. you know, come from a network TV show. It's like, this is an amazing way to get new content out there that people can afford to get exactly. out there. And so much has changed in TV and film because of podcasting Yes, of like, exactly. oh, there's all these voices out here. Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, we could just literally agree all day on this. I am so adamant about it. And so anytime anyone makes fun of podcasts, I'm like, why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah, that's it. That's what I say to them. Exactly. That's why I have no friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the best way of journaling, though. Like, and especially for people who don't like all the, <clears throat> excuse me, all the videos and filters and music. You have to put a dance <laughs> to the, it and all that crap. By like, the way, we're about talk. to have. Yeah, we're about to have an interruption. Give me, you know, you can keep this. I don't care. Give me a second. It'll, here. it'll take a few minutes. Yeah, okay, you can totally cool. keep this. All right, got it. <laughs> Hi, Lola. The exterminator's oh, here. He's 45 minutes late. I wonder if you right, can well, hear uh, me. He'll, he'll be back in a few minutes. Okay. <laughs> he, he has to go from the top floor down. It's a, it's a math thing. Oh, wow. So sorry about that. He's it's pretty cool. Uh, hold, on. hold on. I'm so sorry about this. It'll take okay. a few minutes. Okay. I don't have any problems, but he comes once a month, and I always let him in just to be safe because yeah. I don't want to have problems, you know? Exactly. Lola. No bugs. Lola, what do you have to say about it? Hold on. Lola has a lot of things to say about it, but she was sleeping <laughs> earlier. Oh, 
Well, remember the East River? No. She didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. She had a play date with the East River dog. Uh, oh, yesterday. really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me take care. Go for it. Hey, I have a dog here, but she's very friendly. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is Lola. Oh, I'm going to get my mask on. Lola. 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 Lola's hiding under the table and growling <laughs> like that's going to do anything. That's what I love yeah. when you said she's very friendly and she said, <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep that. Yeah. I love it. Wow, Lola really saved the day. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> Feel free to keep all of it. Anyway, yeah, he was just uh, so, and we're back. Um, <laughs> the exterminator was just telling me that because um, I finally saw one cockroach for the first Ew. time in five years in my apartment, like with the big flying one, you know. Ew. And um, because it was rain, like the hurricane, and they run right. up from the sewers. Ew. And I know. Don't even get me started about cockroaches. I, I can go on all day. <laughs> Shut up, Lola. Um. <laughs> But yeah, being from New York, I have stories, but, um, oh yeah. Yeah. Hold for Lola. Uh, so the point is there's been an uptick in the city just because of pandemic. <laughs> People are working from home. The trash isn't being taken out. A lot of restaurants are like, <clears throat> you know, um, closed up and then like the rats are getting bigger and you know, there's just been a, a, more of an infestation. The uh, rats hold on a second. I'm, are insane. They're, they're getting bigger and, they're and feistier. Gigantic. It's disgusting. Yeah. They're the it's size not of not like, exaggerated anymore. Like babies, they're, they're babies, yeah. like six-month-old yes. babies. <laughs> exactly. Hold on a second. I'm so sorry. I just need to give her a Go second. I'm gonna give her a treat. Give me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is very disorganized. <laughs> no, I love it. There's currently three dogs in my building, and they're all barking at the same time right now, 101 <laughs> Dalmatian style. They're all talking. Anyway, to so roaches. <laughs> so apparently, though, it's gotten worse in the city. Um, I was talking to my friends the other day, and they're all having major problems. So when I didn't have problems for years, you know, even just seeing one, that means that, like, okay. Get, someone's get There's not just one. Yeah. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. when your uh, your boyfriend tells you he's cheating on you, and it was only once. You're one like, person. nah, shit, nah. <laughs> yeah. She kissed me first. Yeah. Oh, God damn yeah, it. Okay. That didn't Gotta happen. get rid of all of it now. <laughs> That's how you find out. Whenever someone says, no, 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 she kissed me first. Like, oh, come on. We oh all know. God, no. We all know how it ended. Yeah. We know what happened. Anyway, we know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I had an ex-boyfriend Whoa. who uh, was stupid enough to do it in front of, um, uh, with somebody who was my best friend's friend. And I was like, listen, either you tell me or she will. And he was like, fuck. Right. That's how you get caught, dude. Yeah. You can't. Not cool. If you're going to do that, you can't do it with people that we know. Yeah, be sneaky about it. <laughs> some people have separate <laughs> families and no one ever finds out. Like, take some notes, dude. God, watch a TV show. Watch, watch, yeah, or like anything. Do you know how like when those murder shows, when it's like they always leave clues because they want to get caught? 
Like they, yeah. they clean up everything, but then one bloody handprint. <laughs> it says like, Satan. <laughs> yeah, it's like you <laughs> scrubbed it out of the carpet, but you left it on the wall. What are you doing? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you do a likeness of your face in finger paint with blood. <laughs> You're like it was me with the, with the phone number and like your signature. You know, yeah. smash the like button on Twitter. <laughs> so here's my handle. Oh, subscribe then. <laughs> subscribe here the subscribe, subscribe killer to my failed murders God. that'd be a great oh TV show actually wow oh Look good stuff sketch. yeah where were we anyway, I have no so, idea so i'm an actor <laughs> um yes you're an actor and we have a new sketch to write. So let's I love get it. on that. I love it. it writes itself. <laughs> yeah. <Perfect>. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, but I also oh, am a writer. Um, <laughs> and um, I've written a bunch of plays and stuff. And I'm also in my theater company, we write our own material. So it's, it's exciting. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's, I think that if you're going to be an artist, you can definitely do one thing, right? I think that's really important, but yeah. it does help if you expand to other things because then you can self-produce and then you can make your own work. And so I always encourage people yeah. if, you know, not to just wait for someone to knock on your door and be like, that's it. This is your new job. It's like maybe make your own work and make your own career and then hope that someone yeah. knocks on your door with a lot of money. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. 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 Just trying a bunch of different new things. You never know. Like with this podcasting, I never in a million years thought that I would want to do this, first of all, and then really end up liking it and wanting to completely switch careers almost. Like I am, I'm like really into the podcasting now and I love editing and learning more about it. Um, I'm trying to figure out if it is just a hobby or if I really, really want to do it. Who knows? So sorry about the dog. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I really, I really, sorry, Lola, Lola, not all, you know, this is not your show. Lola. This is, I know she's all jealous. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I really truly believe that it's, uh, it's something you can make money from though. And that's the yeah. thing is whenever people get into podcasting to make money, I'm like, that's a little sketch, but like, right. You can, you know, you can yeah. also say, I want to make money and go into it. You can absolutely do that. But I find the best podcasts are the ones that come from passion and like a real yes. passion project like yours. You know, exactly. I get a lot of yeah. emails like saying, hey, be on my show. And I'm like, and it's always a entrepreneur show of like, you're a business person in the thing. And I never go on them because I'm like, ah, I don't like yeah. you. But the second you wrote to me, I was like, <laughs> I like this person. And then I followed you Yay. on Instagram and I became obsessed with you. So that's thank that. you. Yes, that is my goal. I just want to meet everyone from all different cultures and states and countries and religions and traditions. Like, I just want to learn all of it. And then and how we all cigars. connect with this one part. Yeah. Yeah. I love that this is a show about smoking because I love smoking. I quit. I, yeah. I did it from age 16 to 35-ish, wow, which is how yeah. I got this amazing voice. So everyone, <laughs> smoke. You want to be a podcaster? Smoke. You got to smoke. Yes. <laughs> Raspy morning voice. It's all day. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love the – I actually – here's the thing. I, I, I want to talk about smoking. Is that okay? Can we do that? Yes, please. Okay, so first of all, Let's kids don't smoke. Very dangerous. However. Bad for you. Uh, I feel like 
shaming smokers is really, really unhealthy. And here's why. Because yes. for me, I had like major depression, anxiety growing up. I still do. But now it's like, oh, medication and therapy. That's different. But I didn't have access to that when I was younger. And I started smoking because it calmed me down. And I would get in trouble for it. And people would make fun of me. And my mother was, you know, obviously worried about it. But I didn't realize until years and years later, and I was trying to quit. And I had this awesome therapist who and therapists normally don't tell them, tell you about themselves because they shouldn't, because it's, you know, yeah. that's part of the job. But she finally opened up and she said, actually, Catherine, you know, I used to smoke too. And I was like, oh, and she goes, and what I learned a bit about it that really helped me when I was going through the quitting and not to be so hard on yourself, she goes, it's the act of also regulating your breathing. It's almost like meditating, taking the breath in holding it and then exhaling is something that we don't do enough of anyway. Wow. And she's like that and the nicotine, which calms your anxiety. She's like, of course you're a smoker. Like that makes sense. You know, you, you're an anxious person. Smoking really, really helps you. And all of a sudden everything clicked. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm having a hard time quitting. I just need to figure out how to do that and not be smoking. And that really, right. really like, helps. Meditate differently. Yeah. That's and I am not incredible. I never thought of it that way. Right. It, it blew my mind and it helped me quit because I was being so hard on myself. It's yeah. like, oh no, I can't quit. I'm such a loser and I can't stop smoking. And it's like, once I realized why I smoked, also it's awesome and sexy. But yeah. It's <laughs> delicious. It is still, I love cigarettes. I really do. But um, yeah, I've been quitting now for over 10 years and it's, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I do occasionally want one, but it's never been as the way I, I used to feel like I need them. Need you know it. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Did so, you ever smoke cigars? Oh, my God. Did I ever smoke cigars? Yeah. I was – oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> I was 17 years old, and my mom and sister went away for New Year's. And they – well, my sister was in college at the time, so she was somewhere. And then my mother went away with her new boyfriend or something like that. And she's like, okay, so you can have a little party with your friends, but don't drink, don't smoke. Which, as a teenager, translates to have a big party with your friends, drink, and smoke. Exactly. And some friends brought, like, Swisher Sweets, like those cheap cigars from yes. the – You know, like the bodega. And we we weren't even smoking pot at the time. We normally – you roll it into a, you know, a, you know, a blunt. But right, we, we yeah. actually – sat um outside my not outside my window like at my window smoking outside like as if the cigar smoke is not gonna stick for like days oh, yeah. weeks on it yeah which of course we got in <laughs> trouble for but um we were smoke we were smoking cigars but the first problem was we didn't know you shouldn't inhale cigars yeah did you so barf? that was we learned that the hard way <laughs> yeah. but so did, have i ever smoked cigars after that i did it a lot better yes yes okay good that's with, awesome. with a glass of scotch in my 20s, I went to, went to a party, but they were hand-rolling cigars. Ooh. And I got this, like, ridiculously expensive scotch. It was, like, this promotional thing, so everything was free. And my friend and I were on this rooftop just like, ah, oh, that was so much fun. Oh, now I want a oh, cigar. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Did mm. you ever go to any lounges? I guess everywhere you could smoke. Then. Oh, yeah. Growing up, we could smoke everywhere. And when I was yeah. bartending in my 20s, we could still smoke in bars. I was smoking behind the bar while pouring a beer, making cocktails. And so nice. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. And the, our bosses, they were very lenient. They were like, well, maybe you shouldn't smoke behind the bar while you're making a drink. Maybe stand at the end <laughs> of the bar until a customer calls you over. And we're like, nah, it's not going to fly. Like dangling out of our lips, pouring a beer. Like, all right, how was your day? You know, <laughs> it was that's just, hilarious. It's so fun. So yeah. different. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm glad you can't smoke in public now because, yeah. you know, but um, at the time, I'm glad I lived through that. That was a fun time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you remember any, any lounges you went to here? You know, I used to, okay, well, there was no place you couldn't smoke. So I went to like right. everywhere. I went to all the bars in the bars. East Village and we never got carded because not, that didn't happen either. So we were going yeah. everywhere. But I used to go to Nat Sherman's, which was a tobacco Ooh. store, a two-story, a, like amazing yes. tobacco store that sold everything. And they gave out free cigarettes when you walked in. They didn't card you either. Oh. They're like, cigarette? And I'm like, yes. And then you go upstairs and there's a special lighter. It's like gigantic. It's um, an old school lighter where you flick it by pulling the thing up and then you can light it on the little wick and it's oil-based like this uh, oil-based lighter just like literally just would catch on fire and we would just take turns my friends and I after high school (laughs) just going in there and like smoking (laughs) cigarettes and uh, there was a cigar room there we weren't allowed in there in hindsight it was just men so I wonder if that was a thing oh Mm. maybe I don't know interesting but um yeah oh that's crazy I know Nat Sherman closed down now Mm-hmm. I think just last year. That so was did such Barney's. A beautiful place. I know. Barney's a lot Barney's. of Barney's was on 60th and Madison. Um, oh. And it was a really fancy, like seven story, you know, super fancy, luxurious retail store. But a lot of those places closed during mm-hmm. pandemic because rich people all went to the Hamptons and there's no business. Yeah. It's you know? crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that Nat Sherman. I can't remember the whole story. I think they were going to sell it pre-pandemic and then something happened. I'm not sure. But during the pandemic, every cigar shop owner that I've talked to, their sales skyrocketed. Like nobody stopped smoking. Yes. Nobody stopped smoking. Like the profits were insane. So I'm surprised that they shut down. Well, yeah, smoking and drinking definitely went up, but I think it was the location. So it's in in Midtown, right? It was on Fifth mm-hmm. Avenue and like 44th or something. Or something. 42nd, yeah. that's right. And that's everything was shut down. That's a huge business area. Right. And so if it was in Brooklyn, you know, what if, if it was in Williamsburg, Nat Sherman's would be throwing parties every night. Like they'd right. be great. It's yeah. location. Yeah. People just that's stayed so where true. they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so RIP NS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. We miss you. There's more great ones. There's actually not a lot of lounges here. I was wondering about that. I have so many questions I want to ask you, but this is your show, so you have to come on mine. But you know a lot about cigar lounges. I didn't know there was still a thing, like such a big thing these days. Yeah. I mean, they are in other places. So, like, Atlanta, Georgia has, like, over 100 Mm -hmm. cigar lounges. New York City has maybe 10. It's weird. Like, a lot of... Places have quite a few in one area. Um, but yeah, they're yeah. lounges and there's like a lot of different laws. So most places yeah. don't have food and alcohol because you have to serve a certain percentage of food in order to sell alcohol. Yes. And you have to have a completely separate room for non-smoking. So a lot of it's just That's lounge correct. and then yes. bring your own beer. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> Yes, because the state liquor authority says that, yeah, if any place that serves alcohol has to serve food. So that's why yeah. we would sell potato chips at my bar. But now, yes. especially during pandemic, when you were allowed to do takeout, you would have to get food along with your beverage. Like we're fucking children. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're in a – I remember. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, And Cuomo, we can go on and on about Cuomo and his choices in life. But when he decided to go from the takeout liquor thing to going back to inside the bar, which that's totally safe because, you know, COVID, it just was such a weird 
gut punch to the service industry because yeah. sometimes I don't want to go to the bar to get a drink. There's times where I'm on my way home and I just want to get something to go. And I don't want right. to bother the bartender with my annoying life story. I'm going to tip up the wazoo anyway, you right. know, and they were like losing a lot of money after that came back. And it's yeah. still up in the air now that Delta is a thing, you know? Yeah. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I do it like little bodegas. You can buy just one beer. Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. just grab it and walk down the street because <laughs> mm-hmm. it oh, was yeah, just so no. much easier. Like, I don't yeah. want to exactly. I don't want a full six pack. I just want one beer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go mm-hmm. sit at the bar with a bunch of people. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to get hit yeah. on. I just want to drink this by myself. Exactly. I remember one place. <laughs> Which makes you sound um, like an alcoholic. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's just fun. <laughs> I loved yeah. it, but yeah. I remember the you know the shuffleboard club in Gowanus. The oh, the I actually know the owners. Yeah, my friends had a league there. Yes. Love that place. Love it. Oh my god, I miss it. I used to live on that street, and they started no serving. Yeah, like on Union Street. I lived right there. I, I we'll talk about addresses later, but I live <gasps> probably right next to you. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, what? small world. When was I that? Know. Uh, I still, I same place. I've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm rent. Dude, I used I'm to have a brick this wall if, like that too. <laughs> yo, I'm rent. I'm rent stabilized. I'm never leaving. Damn it! Yeah, don't tell anyone at all. Fair. Definitely don't broadcast this. <laughs> oh, too bad. No, <laughs> we're all yeah, coming to move in. No. <laughs> well, once you're once you're in rent stabilization, it's hard to leave. I gotta tell you. Oh my god, you know. I bet. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's crazy. And it's a nice place. So there's that. Nice. I love mm-hmm. Kiwanis. Oh, I don't know if you can see that uh, there's actually a pack of Brooklyn cigarettes from, um, it's from another country, but it's a, it says Brooklyn Ooh. has a bridge on it. And there was one night and somebody gave it to me. They were like in Sweden or something. That's where they sold them because they don't sell them here. They don't sell Brooklyn cigarettes in Brooklyn. That's bullshit. But Brooklyn's such a brand name in the entire, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and one night I, I got desperate because I was, I was drunk and I was like, I need a cigarette. And I opened the pack and I was like, I should be keeping this. But nah, and I went ahead and yeah. smoked these disgusting, stale, like Swedish cigarettes. Ew, are they gross? Oh, totally. But I kept the pack because oh, it's cute. It's adorable. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I forgot. I even oh, yes. brought up the shuffleboard club. They started serving yes. during COVID. They started serving drinks out of the window, and they had to give you food, and they were just mm-hmm. giving you packets of ramen. Like not even cooked food that you could eat right away. They were just like, here, we're giving you food. <laughs> just take a packet of ramen. It's like, sweet. The place, the place near me, they said for, for a quarter, you can get a little cube of cornbread. So that was their thing. And then they stayed like, and then the, um, they, uh, the, the health department came in and busted them. They're like, it has to be more than a little cornbread. And they're like, come on, we're in a fucking pandemic. So they made us buy like pita. And chips or something, and I'm like, oh, that's so funny. I gotta eat. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember where food? I was. Somebody gave me a pop tart once. I can't remember where it was though. <gasps> that's cute. Was it in the? I was at another. I was in our neighborhood. <laughs> I was at a place and they gave us bologna sandwiches, and I was like, "Is this prison?" Like. <laughs> Because that's what they give you. They give you bologna and cheese. I've had friends in prison, and that is legitimately not a joke. It's bologna and cheese on white bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's disgusting. Yeah. Mm. I guess they just getting the cheapest thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, they gave me um uh, like two pretzels once at some other place I walked by. They were like, we have to give you these two pretzels. I'm like, this is a joke. You know that, right? And they're like, yes, we know. 
Um, and that's when I so- flash my imaginary badge and go busted. No, I would never do that. <laughs> oh my God. Busted. Um, did you, where did do you bartend around here or did you? I did. Yes. Um, I used to bartend, bartend at a place called last exit. It's, it used to be on Atlantic mm-hmm. Avenue. This is before your day. It closed in 2014, I think, oh. uh, or 15, something like that. It's another place now. And I, I bartended around the neighborhood and in a bunch of places, up until oh, cool. a few years ago. Yeah, but it's always a good side gig. But that's when I started doing the um, podcast stuff because the uh, podcast production stuff, because yeah. I was getting to the age where like I needed to have a flexible schedule because of auditions and bookings. And, you know, I needed to keep mm, myself right. free for work, but I couldn't rely on that one commercial to pay the rent for, you know what I mean? I couldn't yeah. rely on that audition to work out because you can't walk into a room hungry and being like, give me the job. I need it. So it's always good right. to have a side gig. And I got to the point where I've been bartending for so long. It, it hurts the body. I'm tired. I'm a morning person, actually. I, you know, I've danced right. on the bar and, and poured shots down people's throats and lit shots on fire. I've done, I've done all those things. And I felt like nice. I needed a side gig that wasn't um, bartending that also so exhausting. Yeah. 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 And I needed to be able to work from home and like have a nice schedule and, you know, treat myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you hit 40. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's how you got into podcasting and just trying to find something else besides bartending. Yeah. Well, the reason I started podcasting originally was because I was in between acting jobs because I used to have a very steady Mm -hmm. gig with the show I was in and we were taking a hiatus and I was bored. And even though I'm auditioning for things and still doing other like storytelling shows and stuff like that, I was like chomping at the bit to do something creative. And that's why I thought, I'll try this podcasting thing for fun just to get my creative juices out, which is why COVID and lockdown was so sad because we had to, uh, the show I'm in now, the one that we're getting back into tonight after 539 days, again, who's counting? Um, I I forgot (laughs) how much I needed to perform and how much that is my oxygen. Like, that's my thing. And everything else I do on the side is fun, you know, but it doesn't fulfill the animal excitement of being in live theater and stuff like that. So that adrenaline that you just needed. Yeah. Yeah, knowing that I'm going to forget a line tonight, that's exciting. I'm not even joking. I'm like, I'm going to forget something. (laughs) It's going to be great. Yes. Yes. We are live streaming it, though, so that's cool. Oh, really? Oh, cool. I mean, we have to come with a hybrid of what we're doing. We did the show all through COVID, but online, and just once a month. We used to do it every week for, like, 50 weeks out of the year for the last 16 years. Like, this company's been, like, on fire for years and years. We have a Chicago offset that started it. They've been doing it for over 30 years. There's a San Francisco offset. They've been doing it for, I think, eight years. And then we also have a London company. So we're all, like, this big family. So when we went into lockdown, um, we all started doing it online. But it still wasn't the same. So we we started learning how to make online content. And now we have a huge online audience from all over the world, which is cool, because otherwise it used to be just in the theater. So now that we're going back to the theater, we're going to live stream because we have this fan base, but we don't know how to connect the two yet. You know, like, can we take comments during the show from the live stream and incorporate it in the show? Like, it's a very weird hybrid now we're kind of figuring out. Well, that would be fun to figure out. Yeah, I know, right? Stuff, try new stuff. That'll be cool. We are doing that tonight. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's so fun, you know? Yeah. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah we'll I'm see. so glad you finally so I do get it. back to it. 
Yeah. So I do miss it though. Uh, lockdown's been really tough and the <clears throat> pandemic's been really hard yeah. for a lot of reasons. I mean, I've had it pretty good that I could work from home and that I'm, you know, employed and stuff, but yeah, still it's, it's so tough. Yeah. It was so weird being alone those... though too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So you did those, uh, virtual shows and mm-hmm. you're doing your podcast were you doing anything else? Did you do any like acting or writing or anything during COVID? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we have to write for our show anyway. So, but I found oh, my right. creativity, like my brain like shifted and I was in sort of a weird fight or flight mode because everything was so in flux that I kind of lost my creative juices for a while. And that was, that was yeah. sad, you know? Yeah, and um, yeah, but I still finally, when commercial work started coming back, I started auditioning from home, which is weird doing an audition on Zoom. (laughs) But then now everything, yeah, and now everything is self-tape and self-record. So I already have my podcasting stuff so I can do MP3s for voiceover auditions. But the on-camera auditions, I officially had to like build a little studio and have little backdrops and I have a ring light and I have a, you know, lavalier mic that I, and I wear my little corporate outfits and I'm auditioning to be a lawyer. And then I have my cool mom shirt, you know, and you have to turn your apartment into a set. Like it's kind of fun, but it will take, and then you have to edit the whole thing yourself. And sometimes there's like three different takes in different locations. And it's like, I'm in one apartment Um, and then you have to edit it down. And that will take half a day sometimes for one 30 second audition. So it's um Jeez. it's fun doing it from home, but it's like oh it's it's just weird being your own producer almost every day. My my right. um, agent's amazing, so I go on many a day, which is great. Um, yeah. But it's like it just that was a whole shift. But it was fun learning how to self produce myself tapes. Yeah, that's and really making, cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Kind of cool. <laughs> You're like yeah, kind of it. <laughs> You know what the big joke is? I know a lot of people talked about how they didn't wash their hair as often as they used to mm-hmm. because of COVID, which I also you shouldn't have to wash your hair every day anyway. But a lot of That's times true. if you're auditioning, you got to like do a hairstyle and, you know, makeup and everything. But we found my actor friends and I that if you're not walking into a room and they cannot physically see, if your hair is actually kind of greasy, it looks shiny on camera. So it looks like, (laughs) right? So we're all like, is it bad that I haven't showered in five days? My hair looks amazing on camera. Like, it looks healthy. But if I walked in a room, they'd be like, you little rat. What are you doing? Get out of here. (laughs) Literally, yes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, it's a weird world. I love it. I I love yeah. doing that work. It's a very funny, fun world. So yeah, that's so cool. So many yeah. different ways to yeah, express and you know, yourself. That's so fun. Yeah, I, I have to say again, as as much as pandemic's been terrible for so many reasons and loss of life and mm-hmm. legit, like just awful and traumatic. Ugh. It's interesting learning yeah. how to like I don't want to say the word pivot, bleh, but uh, evolve. <laughs> What yeah. we do and how we still make things is just changed yeah. over time. So, yeah, it's really cool. Thanks, I love it. I know. Well, I'm so sorry about the dog again. That I didn't. Normally, <laughs> no, she's extreme. Normally, I don't have a dog. So, yeah, know, normally just, I don't have a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just me and uh, you know, the empty apartment, which is great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you? No, I, ha, Lola, sorry, what you saying? <laughs> I was going to say, have you had friends, I don't know if you live alone or not, but have you had friends like say with kids or a partner they hate that like they started hating more during pandemic or roommates? Um, well, when I lived in Gowanus, I had three roommates wow. and I began to hate them. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And especially everyone, during lockdown, right? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And they're just, uh, 
God bless them. They're nice people, but yeah. the one guy's girlfriend moved in. So then it's like I got four roommates. And oh, then no. the couple in the basement, they both play music. And one, and there wasn't a door to their room. It's just downstairs and it's like open. One played the violin. The other played bongo drums. And they'd play them oh, together. No. <laughs> what? And really late at Wait, night. violin and drums? In bongo, were they stone drums? I don't bongo drums. Yeah, and violin. It's it was okay. Like you the heard the Matthew. Mac- I would just die laughing. It was horrible. You heard the Matthew McConaughey story, right? You Wait, ever heard what? the story about Matthew McConaughey when the cops were called on him? His no. neighbors called the cops on him one night. This is years ago because <laughs> he was stoned and playing the bongos too loud at three in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the cops are like, oh, you're Matthew McConaughey. He's like, hey, everybody. And they're like, you know, you're playing the bongos. And it's like three in the morning. Your neighbors complain. He's like, oh, man, so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yes, our McConaughey. exactly that. And like the one guy was from Spain. So they stay up. They do everything really late. So they eat dinner really oh. late. And my room is next to the kitchen and the shower. They sing in the shower constantly. It's just I was so over it. So then when the everybody moved out of the city, I moved in because the prices dropped like crazy and I can finally right. live alone. So I live alone now. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Where are you in Manhattan now? Yeah, the Upper East Side. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it is such work. a luxury though. That is so yeah. nice. Yeah, it is a luxury to live alone. I yeah. I, I will say my neighbors are awesome. They're all like, we're all around the same age and we're all pretty cool ladies. And uh, we all have oh, our cool. own apartments. So it's kind of like we have our own sorority slash dorm. And oh, that's so fun. Yes, we would hang out in the front yard and the backyard together all during pandemic. They became my new best friends. They threw me a surprise party on my birthday. I went to the backyard oh, and they're like, hey, would you, you like a glass of wine? I was like, you're throwing me a party, aren't you? And they're like, you just ruined it. I was like, well, now you just ruined it. <laughs> But it was just three of us. Oh, my God. That's so cool. So it became this, like, kind of sitcom little family, like, golden girls, but, like, in our 40s. Oh, my God. I love that. That's so fun. And we're still pretty tight. I wish I was still in the neighborhood. I know. You could join our little little, um, cult, our little, uh, you know, whatever it's called. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, we had two new people move in. And we're like, and we, we met them outside. We happened to be outside, like, drinking. And we're like, welcome to the neighborhood. What's your name? And they're like, what am I walking into? Like, you have no idea what you're walking into. This is your hazing. And they're like, stop it, please. We're like, we're kidding. Sit down. <laughs> we got we real bored. We, yeah, we, we, well, we found a way to entertain ourselves. It was great. Oh, they're part of our, oh our coven now. They're good. Um, yeah, That's we're vampires. Amazing. All right. I'll just, I'll just put it out there. We're all vampires. You know. Love it. We're going to live forever. Um, join us. Yeah. 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 Come come right. join us. Did you yeah. get the vampire powers from the East River? I think I've gotten wo- werewolf powers. So now I'm like, you know, at odds with myself. I'm like, oh, no, I'm a, oh, no. I'm a vampire. But also maybe I'm a werewolf. I don't know. Maybe I'm a radioactive uh, syringe. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Oh, my God. What did you do for haircuts during the pandemic? Because your hair is amazing. Oh, my God. And I've been admiring Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. I, well, I kind of just have thinning shears. Ooh. And I just thin it out myself. Look at instead you. Instead of cutting it. Yeah. Instead of cutting it, it just helps get the dead ends out. And then 
just kind of keep it like that. I learned so much in the last 30 yeah. seconds. That's a great idea. Right? Yeah, just thinning shears. And then you just go through and just, you don't have to be perfect or cut a straight line because you just go in like this and go you up. Know, I finally got my hair cut. it out and it gets the dead ends. Yeah, I finally got my hair cut recently and I spent like, you know, $200 or whatever because that's what it costs, oh, the God, tip and everything. Stupid. And it turns out yeah. he just used thinning shears. And I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't even cut my hair. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, right? You didn't yeah. And then it's like, and it, for a pixie cut, which is a men's haircut, it's like $200. Right. But then for a woman, I mean, for a man, it's like $20. Yeah, yeah. He just what whipped out a Floby and I was like, what's going on? He's like, give me all your money. <laughs> And I did. And then I was like, here's eighty percent tip in cash. I went to Citibank God. just to get you cash tip. Jeez. For the Floby. What are you gonna do? Ridiculous. You yeah. Know? But no. then I usually try to wait till I go visit home to get my hair cut. Is it it's cheaper? Like two hundred dollars cheaper, <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> it's so much cheaper. I remember I went I had been getting it cut in New York, like pre pandemic, and then few almost a year into the pandemic i went home and got my hair cut and she was like 25 dollars, and i was like what yeah i like just couldn't stop laughing i was like that's insane i pay like 170 dollars for this haircut i i went to my college reunion i went to college minnesota and i went to my reunion this is gosh maybe 10 years ago it was a like something that's reunion and uh i ordered a beer at the bar and he's like that'll be two dollars and i was like Oh, he didn't say it. Sorry, I gave him a New York accent. He's like, that'll be $2. And I went, what? He <laughs> said, oh, are you going to get shitty with me about the prices now, young lady? And I was like, no, I'm from New York. That's $8 where I'm from. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, take all my money. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. Next one's on me. But he got so like bartender pissy. <laughs> and by the way, if you're a bartender, don't be an asshole. There's such a stigma about bartenders being mean because you get that one asshole. Be Freaking yeah. nice. I was the nicest bartender, even yeah. when I was having a bad day. Because guess what? That's my job is to serve you, unless you're a jerk to me, in which case, watch out. Uh, but, you know, just be nice. Yeah. You know? It was weird. Oh, my gosh, I know. And some people just don't know. Yeah. Like, one time, I, the only time I went out is when they were starting to allow people to go back into restaurants. And I tried to go to a bar. And they had the dividers and they're like, if you're sitting down drinking, you can, you know, take your mask off. So I, I just always keep it under here just so I can mm -hmm. easily put it back up. Mm -hmm. So I had it like that. But then like I, it was sitting on a stool kind of high up. So I put my leg down and just stood up for a second. And the bartender comes up to me. He was like, are you serious? You can't stand up without wearing your mask. <laughs> and like my butt still like halfway on the stool. I was like, what are you, are you talking to me? <laughs> wow. Just totally freaked out. I was like, okay, I don't, you have to realize this is new for everybody. You could have just come and explained that if I stand up. <laughs> yeah. It was just so weird. I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I never went out again. I was terrified. <laughs> no, you know, that's the thing. And I understand that they're under a lot of stress too. Like I get it. Oh, God, I can't I imagine being a bartender during this time. My friends who I was talking to no. who work in the industry. Uh, uh, Lola, 
why don't you, why don't we not do that? Good girl. Um, this is how I discipline <laughs> dogs. I talk to them in English. Um, no, well, sorry. There's a lot of activity in the building right now with the exterminator. Everyone's really excited. Oh, yeah. um, so, but you know, I have friends in the industry who, you know, uh, waiters, bartenders, and they, they said that they would just work their butt off. They really care about their jobs. And it was some of the customers oh, God, yeah. who were just so rude. And they're like, we're here. Oh, putting our, like the customers who were, wouldn't wear masks, the ones who would be like, you know, all that stuff. And they're just trying to get, do their job and go home. And, and, you know, foods later, like they're understaffed and everything's taking a while. And they're like, what's taking you so long? It's like, we're in a pandemic and we're serving you food, like chill, you know, it's not the end of the world. If you you have to wait 10 minutes for a burger, which is how long it takes, you know, like, so yeah, just, they found that the majority of customers are just really wearing them down. But at the same time, they were never rude to anyone, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, I could only imagine. I mean, even without the pandemic, people are difficult. <laughs> it's so true. And you know what they're saying that, you know, they're having a hard time hiring now, now that people are seeing how you can make more money on unemployment than you can in, you know, these, oh, these right. hard jobs. And also people like it's just maybe not worth it. If you can work from home or do something else remotely or make the same amount of money, why deal with people crapping on you all day? Because people are really rude exactly. sometimes in the service industry, especially. Yeah, people are horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially during these times. Like I wouldn't want to go back to that at all. Yeah. I had a, um, just, a problem mm. with a phone company. I don't want to name names, but it rhymes with Schmay TNT. Right. And yeah. I called to uh, dispute a uh, charge because, you know, that's what you do. But I was so nice to the customer service person because you know that they get nothing but shit all day. And when you're nice exactly, to a customer service person, you get all those charges reversed immediately. And next thing you know, we're yeah. talking about like how she's really scared to send her kids back to school and working from home is tough with Aww. kids. And we started just jabbering for half an hour. It was so great. But like they go through so much. And I was asking her, like, are you getting people who are stressed out and people who are mean. She's like, yeah, it's gotten worse though. And it's this, it's such a hard job. Like always be nice to your server and your customer service person They're They've had a worse day than you. Yes, absolutely. I always kind of overdo it. And I realize it after I'm talking, I'm like, okay, I just said, thank you for 14 ways. (laughs) Let's just chill. (laughs) Like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Thank you. That'd be great. Did you get the flowers (laughs) I I sent you? (laughs) Someone will be knocking on your door with a pizza soon. Okay. Are you have? Are you doing? Okay. Did you like pepperoni? Shoot, I'll, I'll call them. Propose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, know. I love it. Yeah. What a but time. It's better to overdo it than not do it at all. My yeah. gosh, I can't stand. Sometimes my brother, he used to be that way, where he just he didn't realize he does it, but just like doesn't look at the waiter mm-hmm. and just like orders his drink just like that. I'm like, look at. Look at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at them. Tell them what you want. Say please and thank you. That's it. <laughs> That's you all do? you got to do. And then tip 25%. Yeah. That's it. It's not easy. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that hard. I know. I know. Yeah. Also, the thing is about the vaccination. Um, no. And, and there are there are legitimate reasons why some people can't get vaccinated. I think that I, right. it should be said. It should be said. Right. However, yeah. people in the service industry were one of the first ones to uh, – be able to get it in New York, at least yeah. specifically, um, which is great. And so a hospital people service people. And um, I have a sort of friend, not friend, like a friend of me. I never liked this person anyway, but she always posts really dumb shit. And she's like, gosh, I'm really scared to go into restaurants because what if my server isn't vaccinated? And it's like, I, 
they are all vaccinated. I have not met yeah. a single server that didn't want to be vaccinated immediately because they're the ones right. around a bunch of strangers. So it's exactly. like, that's how they make their money. And also, don't yeah. you have to be you have to show proof of vaccination to go eat in a restaurant? Now you do. So now you, you do. Yes. Yeah. Now you mm-hmm. do. Oh, OK. You're talking about yeah. before. It's very, very recent. Yeah. Here's why I love the Pfizer, right? Um, I I definitely was a little sick the next day because that's what happens. It's great. It's like a fever dream. You just watch Netflix and sit in bed. But I did have these really cool, like hallucinogenic dreams the one night after I got it. And it was amazing. I could like see the future. You know, it was cool. Oh, I like was flying in my dreams. It was kind of like being on acid. It was great. I've never been on acid, but I'm guessing that's what it's like. Well, it affects everyone differently. Because the antibodies are just building up, so it's telling your body that you're sick even though you're not sick. So, you know, when, like, you actually do have a fever and you're or, like, a flu or something, and you do have those weird dreams because you're sweating it out and the antibodies are, like, kicking it and stuff. It's super fun. Being sick is kind of fun sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, having COVID. Netflix. Mm -hmm. Weird dreams. Love it. Gatorade on your – yeah, I just put the computer down and charged it up. Watched some Netflix. I don't remember what I watched. It was great. (laughs) Slept some. Oh, Boom. I want more of it. I want more of that Pfizer. I'm Give me another boost. Yeah, I actually just did a rapid test because we have to get tested for the show. And I did the at-home one. And it comes up. I'm showing it to you. Uh, it's yeah. like a pregnancy test. So one line oh means God. you're not COVID. Two lines mean you are. And three lines means you're pregnant. So... <laughs> Uh, it's really oh my fun. God. And it's, it's like a little, it's like a puppet. It has a little like stick. It is. It's you, got a little stick. Look at yeah, that. It's like in the Karate Kid 2 when Mr. Miyagi did the thing. I'm now flipping it around. Yeah. Yeah. So um, amazing. Wow. I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, I had COVID March 2020. I did too. Um, did you really? Back <gasps> when it was cool and it was Alpha, not Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wild, wild ride, right? Yeah. Oh my God. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. But yeah, I couldn't even get tested there were no tests then nope yeah my doctor told me do not go to the hospital to get tested because even if you don't have covid you're gonna catch it um but she's like and you have covid i was like god damn it (laughs) did you lose taste and smell you definitely do yeah you know i don't really know because i couldn't eat anything for eight days straight it got into my gi Mm -hmm. tract so i couldn't eat anything so i don't know if i I lost lost 12 pounds or smell Oh my God. I don't even know how yeah, much I lost. I lost 12 pounds. I couldn't eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I thought everything Weird. in my fridge had gone bad. Also, we, we were getting the symptoms without them being reported yet. So I lost yes. taste and smell and didn't know that that's what it was. I thought everything in my fridge had gone bad. I took a scoop of mustard. I was like, why does this taste like cardboard? And I threw everything out of my fridge thinking that all my food oh, had no. gone bad. <laughs> Well, oh, no. guess what? Then like five days later, they're like, now we're finding out that the side effects. And I was like, God damn it. I actually had um, long hauler nice. GI problems for nine months after. Wow. Um, yeah. I had a hard time keeping wow. food down. I was nauseous pretty much every day and occasionally Ugh. waking up and um, it did not go well. <laughs> I would Dang, vomit randomly. I know. Yep, yeah, that's yep, yep. someone that I worked with that happened to him, and it's like still affecting him. They said it my, might last forever. Yeah, my neighbor has that still. Yeah, we had it at the same time. No. Did we give it to each other? Who's to say? We don't know. I know, right? But we also weren't wearing masks at the time. We didn't know. That's how yeah, we all caught so it. We weren't. Early. I got it before lockdown. Yeah, yeah. We were all just giving it oh, to it's each crazy. other. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Are you mm. feeling better? Yeah. Are you feeling better? Good. Yeah, good. I'm feeling a lot better yeah. too. Actually, the vaccine good. helped all the side effects go away. Most of them go away. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really, I guess yeah. I didn't feel, yeah, I think I, it was only a, a few months for me, like three or four months that I still felt sick after. So it didn't last too long. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So don't get COVID, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Four months of that versus a uh, one shot where you're tired for one day. It's fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I remember the day that I realized I probably, I, something was wrong. So it's like on the news a little bit, like this mm-hmm. virus is going around, blah, blah, blah. And I got a headache and I never get headaches. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I went to go get some food and it tasted awful. Not like mm-hmm. I couldn't taste it, but it tasted bad. And then I was just sitting on my front step and I just felt it all drain out of me. And like that one moment, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. something's happening. And then the next day, done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Done for yeah. it. And I just, I took NyQuil day and night. I just wow. was like, I'm just going to sleep. I'm just going to sleep. It was horrible. Yeah, I, I, I got real fog brain, so I had to write a to-do list every day because I was sleeping for 20 hours a day. And the to-do <laughs> list was go to the bathroom, drink water, try to eat food. Like, that's it. Yeah. And also yeah. they were telling us at the time, oh, you don't have COVID unless the fever is over 101 and unless you have a dry cough and that's it. And it's like now it turns out there's so many symptoms, but they didn't know anything oh, at yeah. the time. And so we were told. I didn't we have a told, at all. Mm, I had a very mild one. Oh, yeah. Weird. And yeah, and we were, but we were told like, oh, it can't be COVID unless it's this. But finally, my doctor's like, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is. exactly. So. so weird. Yeah, I know. What a weird time. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. And it's really scary, yeah, though, me right? Too. Yeah. 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 I want to take a Pfizer vaccine every day. I know. You just, <laughs> just get it, it like in. a B12 shot every day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, man. Oh, I miss B12 shots. I miss actually going to the doctor. That's that's fun. Oh God, I don't even remember those days. <laughs> yeah, I did have to. I, I I did get a annual um checkup, which actually the cleanest place in the world is the doctor's office. Like they're meticulous there, That's you know. True. Yeah. So, um, but I actually had to get a lumpectomy. There was a tumor in my breast, and oh. that was a fun time because you know oh, pandemic's no. not been weird enough. It turns out it was right. benign, which is great. But okay, it's good. like I went from zero to sixty of not going to the doctor like ever and finally getting my annual mammogram to being going to the doctor almost every day for a month to get like follow-ups and biopsies oh and God. tests done and a radioactive seed put in my boob and all these things. And then surgery, so which scary. is wild. And I, I, I know, right. I've never had surgery before. So like, but I was so Zen I, like, cause at this point, anything like, okay, what's next? Right. You know, everyone's yeah. like, you're so calm. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I got nothing what else are you going to do? do. I don't do I'm not going to do the surgery myself. I just got to lay here and get drugged up. Let's do it. Take it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was benign, in the hospital so it's all bed a couple days. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was actually I didn't even have to stay the night. It was very, you know, simple and yeah. in and out and um I mean they did have to take out it's part crazy. of my pectoral muscle because it was so far back. So that's the part oh. that's still healing. So it's not going to be fully healed for another few months. I can't like jump up and down still. It's like so there's the oh, scar on my, my boob, which is healed, but it's still like this nice, lovely scar, which is kind of cool. And then the inside <laughs> scar that is still healing. Because uh, apparently when you tear a muscle or like something with the pectoral muscle specifically, it takes months to recover. So that's oh, wow. the one thing that hurts. What do, I know you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> but, but also the results were great and my doctors were incredible. And I was like, let's do it again. That was fun. I got to see people. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I yeah, got my right? boobs touched. <laughs> <laughs> give me another stuff. Give me another exam. 
Put your hand back on it. (laughs) Keep keep doing that. All right. Now I need to go to the doctor (laughs) just to get checked out, you know? Just Just to to check up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's so funny because there's like a scar on the side of my breast. It's about mm, two inches, and you know it's fine. It's healing. I don't really care. And it it looks like stitches. Like it looks like whatever. And um, my my surgeon goes in six months. You know, once you're healed, if you want to get plastic surgery. And my mother was actually in the room because during the follow up, they let they let a person in because normally because oh, of COVID wow. that you couldn't have anyone come with you to any of the appointments except for the surgery consulting and then the um, results. They let you bring somebody because in case there's an emotional, like they, they're very careful, but then they also screen that person. They have to be vaccinated, they, everything. So my mother's in the room when he says that of, if you want plastic surgery in six months on your breast to make the scar go away. And I said, I literally said to him in front of my mother and she's the one who taught me how to curse like a sailor. So it's her fault. Okay, I said, yeah. well, listen, if someone's playing with my tit and they don't want to fuck me after they see a scar, why would I want to have sex with them? And he's like, <laughs> and my mom's like, cap, ranch language and i'm like mom shut the fuck up and the doctor's like oh, okay well that just happened but it's true it's, it's like true though yeah can you imagine exactly. you're in bed and then they sit and they're like oh you're so beautiful and you're present oh what is that i yeah, cannot have sex would, with you I, unless you get plastic surgery that would never happen <laughs> no, it's and not like i'm a boob but, model yeah right <laughs> and even if i was like hey, fix it in post you can airbrush that that's mine yeah right <laughs> Who cares? That's so funny. So I can't wait to meet the one person who cares just to be like, wow, wow. I'm going to talk about you forever. Are you real? Yeah, I'm going to talk about you forever. I'm going to talk shit about you Watch out. You have no idea what you're in for. I've got several (laughs) podcasts and I'm not afraid to use them. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I mean, it's Mm. – I just lost my train of thought completely. You're just picturing, you know, some guy (laughs) – Playing with my tit. Yes. Yeah. Going, ew. <laughs> you may want to fix that. I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. My friend recently hooked up with somebody and, um, you know, hadn't expected to hook up with this person because, you know, pandemic. Yeah. And she hadn't shaved her crotch in a while. You know, just put it out there. And yeah. he actually commented on it. And it's like, listen, what the? You want you it know? or not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, next time, could you take care of that? No. Ew. No, I'm not going to do that. No. Fuck you. Do you know what we yeah, have to deal I with? Guys with your penis? Over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, you've learned a lot about me that uh, my yeah, exterminator's yeah. name is Ralph, that uh, I have a barky Aww. dog that I'm watching. Um, <laughs> and um, so much. I have a scar on my breast. It's <laughs> 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 pretty cool. So much. Yeah. I think I should get a tattoo of two eyeballs over it and looks yeah, like it's like yeah. kind of smiling. Mm hmm. You should. Yeah, like, that'd be great. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, that's my twin that didn't make it. You know, you know, like yeah, they have exactly. like the, the baby growing out of the side of the face kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. I feel like I think that's you should my, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be like, like that's my third nipple. That's a line. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do something that's like just coming out of your armpit. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing. Tattoo hair. So much I'm just kidding. <laughs> that. What a great idea. Right. Actually. That'd be funny. Yes. Yeah. Well, they do tattoo when you get a mastectomy and they take your nipple off. They do tattoo nipples now yeah. that are like shaded that look 3D. It's I've seen them. They're really cool. Amazing. Yeah, they do some seen- really amazing work. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's interesting. My One of my old bosses, she had them because she had breast cancer and had them both removed. And she loved mm-hmm. showing everybody. She just thought the tattoo was so amazing. She's like, look, <laughs> she just lift up I her mean, shirt all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... Now. 
Yeah, after I got the uh, the you know uh, lumpectomy, it was only like two and a half months ago. It's pretty recent, maybe three months ago. I don't know wow. what day it is. Um, yeah, no, it's two and a half <laughs> months ago. I every every single person I saw, uh, I did go to a wedding. You know, all my friends who were vaccinated, like small gatherings, things like that. Yeah. Every single person I saw, I'd go want to see the scar. Not a single person said no. Not a yeah, damn really? one. Everyone's like, <laughs> yes, I want to see the scar. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So get tested and all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I need to. It runs in my family too. So I gotta, I gotta do it. it. Yeah. 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 So when they sat me down, they were like, we found something. I was like, okay, here it is. Here's the day. Oh no. (laughs) I've been preparing Uh, myself for it. You know, Yeah. you know, but it's good to catch it early. Yeah, exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah, this is right. my medical uh, portion. Of- I need to go. Yes. <laughs> I need to go in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I mean, mammograms are really fun. And by that, I mean, they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> but they're over in like a few minutes. So Yeah, exactly. Wait, so from your podcast, mm-hmm. this is. I think this is the last, my last question I have written down. Okay. Make sure I don't forget it. Do you have favorite stories? Yes. Or like... Favorite stories in each category, though, like funny, sad, epic, weird, or do you just have like a favorite story? Yes, I do. And I, I mean, they're all amazing. And I have so many, yeah. oh God, some of them are really sad. Some of them are, you know, in the last episode, I had the guy who was in Iraq and he talks about um, what yes. it's like to have to it's leave so and, you know, working with, yeah, oh God, he's amazing. He's an incredible person. Um, so yeah, sometimes a podcast is, you know, gets very serious, but my favorite story, and I think it was one of the first ones, like maybe episode seven or eight or nine, something like that, it's called I Didn't Know I Was Nugent. <laughs> and the thing about this, okay, so it's a guy I used to work for. He's a restaurateur in Brooklyn, you know, very cool, liberal, you know, like good looking and, you know, whatever. And he was adopted when he was a kid. His name is Ted. And he was adopted by a nun and he was raised and he always knew he, you know, somewhere he'd want to find his birth family eventually. And he, um, I I forget exactly the order of events, but he tells this story on the podcast because I used to work with him. So he's like, oh, okay, I'll tell you this. Because people started asking him this once the truth came out and he didn't do any, he only did one interview. And the only other interview he did was with me. Basically, he found out from the adoption people and the people he tracked down that they're like, okay, we found your father. And he's like, okay. And they go, the thing is, your father is Ted Nugent. And so not only did he find out that he's a very liberal dude, and not only did he find out his father's Ted Nugent, he found out that he had another full sibling from when Ted, he turned out Ted Nugent (sighs) had been with this teenage girl and they both had two kids actually. And so he found out his, he had a full sister and then several other half siblings and they all found each other and he started a relationship with Ted Nugent. So now he goes to Ted Nugent's farm or whatever punting area he is. He has like a whole haunting ground and all this stuff and with his family and has, has reconnected with all of his siblings. He didn't know he had. And then he talks about as much as people, Ted Nugent is very problematic for a lot of reasons, but there's something really beautiful about the idea of how he, of hunting for his own meat. And he, he will not, he thinks that, you know, it's actually more humane to, you know, use Mm -hmm. every part of the deer and, you know, all these things that people are making fun of him for, as opposed to his other beliefs that are really, garbage but he found some really redeeming parts about his dad that he found he was like shocked he was like very interested and it was a a really cool way of looking at people who you know are 
not like-minded as you, there are similarities, even if you, you know, are not related, but it's just a really fascinating story about how he found out and then how his first meeting went with his dad. And I love that story. That is so cool. That's insane. Unfortunately, we could only record in the basement of the restaurant and there's like an ice machine whirring in the background. So like the quality of the story is better than the uh, quality of the audio, but it's all about the content. That's all that matters. Yeah. I love that story. I love it so much. So did he like tell you this story while you were bartending and then you're like, let's record that? Or did he just? No. What happened was I stopped working there at the time, but then the story came out in like the New Yorker or something. And it was all over. We were all emailing each other like, did you hear about Ted's dad? And so it's so funny. He's named his. He was named Ted by Ted Nugent after. (laughs) So they kept the name on the birth certificate. And so um uh, he, um, so I found out later after I stopped working there. So I asked him, I was like, would you consider telling me the story? He's like, yeah, I've only spoken to one member of the press, like New Yorker or something like that. He goes, everyone keeps calling me. Everyone wants my story. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, but for you, absolutely. And I was like, yes, score. Yes, so, that's so cool. So yeah, he's wow. such a sweetheart and his food, his restaurants are amazing. So, you know, go eat there. Nice. Although the place I worked at closed, so I think he only owns two places now, and I forget their names. I'm a terrible person. Oh. That was years ago. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure we can find him. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. So, yeah, that's my favorite story. I mean, they're yeah, all my so favorite. Cool. I mean, right, yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Yeah, listen to your shows. It's awesome. You're a great oh, interviewer. Thanks. Oh, Your thank guests you. are really cool. Yeah. I'm getting better. I feel like... The beginning ones. I want to redo some of them. The ones that are only like 30 minutes long. I'm like, I feel like I have more questions for you now. <laughs> I'm getting a little I bit better at it. I want to redo like the first people. 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're such interesting and cool people. I feel like I didn't do them right. <laughs> like we got to do it again <laughs> one day. Yeah. We used to drink on my show. Like tell the bartender, it's like, hey, we're going to have a drink and have a conversation. And there were some episodes mm-hmm. where like we'd get sloppy and I'm like, that doesn't sound good so no more oh, drinking no. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are some fun episodes where the guest is definitely a little tipsy yeah so oh my god that's funny but oh well i i probably am in one of those too <laughs> <laughs> nice. i get nervous sometimes I'm like yeah when i go back real quick <laughs> well that's different than like you know the amount of drinking we were doing during some episodes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god it's funny oh well Yikes. Anyway, enjoy the first uh, 20 episodes that are <laughs> a little different than they are love now. Love it. I'm definitely going but, back and listening but yeah, to I'm, it I'm excited for you. Yeah, I love your show. I'm so excited for you. And Thank I would love you. to have you on mine. So think of a story you want to tell. Yes, I would love that. I do have some stories. I want to hear the story of your of like your family and how you got into the Ooh, tobacco yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'd like to yeah, hear more about definitely. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be great. And actually, my dad is going to come on in October and really tell the whole history. It goes back like to the 1800s. He's found tax records that my family has been in the tobacco industry since the 1800s. So he's going to come in and tell the whole story of all that he knows. um, That's amazing. And from growing up and everything. So that'll be cool. I love it. Oh, yay. Yeah, let me know when that drops. Yeah, I will. And then I'll come tell <laughs> it on yours. <laughs> awesome. I'd love that. Yay. Well, you know where to find me. Yes. In oh, my yeah. apartment. <laughs> After we stop recording, you have to tell me your address. That's so funny mm-hmm. that you live right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, this has been so cool. 
Yeah, it's been so nice talking with you. I'm a little obsessed with you. I I love your Instagram. Yay, thanks. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on your awesome show. Absolutely. Thank you. I can't wait to be on yours. Catherine, it was such a joy talking to you. I needed some good laughs. And thank you so much for bringing that energy to my podcast. I cannot wait to share some of my stories on Tell the Bartender. Everyone, stay tuned for my next episode with Anastasia joining in all the way from Greece to tell her story an incredibly inspiring mission for the Sisters of the Leaf community. SOTLs, you will not want to miss this one. And remember those questions you all submitted for me on Instagram? I'll be answering those the next episode too. Talk to you soon.